I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. I want everyone to be aware of the traps, multiple traps, that have been created by this new atrocity, this uh, so-called 4769 bill. And it's the traps are actually more hidden and greater than you may suspect, and it's not just about carrying a handgun. Uh, this new law has essentially gutted the utilitarian value of a firearms ID card when it comes to transport of firearms. I'm going to explain this in detail because most folks do not understand this, are clueless about this, and are simply going to be sitting ducks to be turned into criminal, which is what New Jersey does. It is constantly looking to turn law-abiding citizens into criminals, and it is because of an agenda that is not just anti-gun and not just anti-gun rights, but anti-you and me. They want us disenfranchised of our rights for the entire country, and by turning us into felons, you lose your gun rights for the entire country, and it doesn't matter how stupid and unreasonable and idiotic the state gun law is or the state law is that you violated. If it's a felony-level offense, you're screwed for the whole country. So you need to be aware of these traps, and I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive here and discuss the so-called sensitive places uh, section of the bill and its far-reaching implications not just for handguns. And before I do that, I want to first of all thank our sponsor, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, for supporting the show so that I'm able to continue to tell law-abiding gun owners like yourself about these things to warn you so that you don't become a victim of New Jersey gun law. At least folks that listen to Gun Lawyer are going to be smart and they're going to know where these dangers are. And as a preface to this, first thing everyone needs to understand is how our long arm possession system worked prior to this bill. Prior to this bill, the prohibition on possession of rifles and shotguns is under NGS 2C395C. And under that section, it said, no person shall possess any rifle or shotgun unless having first obtained a firearm purchaser identification card. And then the next section said you can't have the shot rifle shotgun loaded unless otherwise permitted by law. Now, the exemptions to 39.5 are found in 39.6. Now, in 39.5C is where the section is about rifles and shotguns that I just reviewed with you. And under subsection B of 39.5 is a prohibition on handguns. And the handgun prohibition on B said no person shall possess any handgun unless having first obtained a permit to carry a handgun. 
And the same exemptions under 39.6 applied to the handgun prohibition and applied to the rifle and shotgun prohibition. But the difference always was that if you had a handgun and prior to anyone essentially being able to get a carry permit prior to Bruin, when you were transporting your handgun, you had to transport strictly within the exemptions under 39.6, which are very narrow exemptions, unless you had a permit to carry a handgun. But if you had a long arm, a rifle or shotgun, you could transport lawfully within the exemptions, but also you could transport, as long as your rifle or shotgun was unloaded, you could transport beyond the exemptions if you had a firearms ID card, because the firearms ID card is what exempted your unlawful possession right in the face of the statute under 39.5C. Just like possession of a handgun, if you had a carry permit, well, that exempted your possession of the handgun without needing to go to the exemptions. But since so few people had possession uh, carry licenses, they could not uh, get that protection, they had to strictly rely on the on the exemptions. And that's how New Jersey's system essentially worked. And then, lo and behold, Bruin, the Bruin decision comes along and makes it so that citizens are actually able to get carry permits. And when citizens got carry permits, that then exempted them right away from the 39.5B prohibition without necessity of having to rely upon exemptions because now you have a carry license, you see. And it made it the same as for rifles and shotguns if you had a firearms ID card. The only difference is with a carry permit for a handgun, you could actually have your handgun loaded because rifles and shotguns you weren't allowed to have loaded unless you were otherwise permitted by law, which meant you were somehow under an exemption for having it loaded. But unloaded, you were always fine. Well, now the entire thing has been turned on its ear. And what we have is a section in the new law that creates a whole bunch of so-called sensitive places where possession of your handgun, most people are looking at in terms of handguns, are otherwise prohibited even if you have a carry permit. You're still not allowed to have a handgun there. And you're not allowed to have a handgun there in many of these places, even if it's unloaded and in a case, okay? Even for that. There's certain exemptions there that are narrow. We're going to review them. But basically, they gutted the usefulness of a carry permit by creating all these sensitive places, but in the writing of the law, they didn't just say handgun, they said firearm. And now that put the firearms ID card into the same category, and you end up with the same sensitive place restrictions on mere possession unloaded, by the way, of a rifle or shotgun. So even if you have an unloaded case, rifle or shotgun, your firearms ID card in the sensitive places no longer protects you. The only exemption now, the only one for long arms, 
are the exemptions under 39.6, E, and F. And we're going to review those. E is essentially in your home. F is hunting or at the target range. You're outside of that, even with an unloaded rifle or shotgun where you used to be legal, and you're in any of these varied and wide and poorly defined sensitive places. Well, then you're now guilty, can be charged, convicted of a third-degree crime in which you face up to five years in state's prison, even though your gun is unloaded, even though you have a firearms ID card, it doesn't matter. These all come under what is the what we are calling now Section 7 of the bill. The reason we're calling it Section 7 is it has not been put into the statutes yet so that we know what's RS, what, what uh, NS New Jersey uh, statutory number it has. It doesn't have a number assigned to it yet. So we call it uh, from the bill Section 7, which is an entirely new section of law. And here's what it says. It says, places where carrying of a firearm or destructive device is prohibited. And it goes on to say that, except as otherwise provided, and we're going to get into that, uh, it's a crime of the third degree for any person other than a person lawfully carrying within the authorized scope of an exemption under 39.6 to knowingly carry a firearm, folks, not a handgun, not just handguns, a firearm. And it's a crime of the second degree, by the way, if you carry a destructive device. And I don't know why you'd be having a destructive device with you, but plainly it's common for rifles, shotguns, particularly shotguns going hunting, etc. And it is uh, uh, prohibited in any of the following places that we're going to review now, including, by the way, any part of the buildings, grounds, or parking areas. So building grounds and parking areas of everything we're going to review next is a prohibited place for the firearm possessor. So the first place is a place owned, leased, or under the control of any state, county, or municipal government used for the purpose of government administration, including but not limited to police stations. So if you have your unloaded rifle or shotgun in a case and you want to stop by the police station to put in for another permit, or whatever, you can't do that. It is a sensitive, prohibited place, including the parking lot for the police. There's no exemption for that. A courthouse, a courtroom, or any premises used to conduct judicial or court administrative proceedings or functions. So if you're planning on going uh, to the target range or hunting after court and you park your vehicle in the court parking lot, you are in violation. Even though you have a firearms ID card, even though it's cased, even though it's unloaded, no good, illegal, crime of the third degree. It wasn't before, but now it is. And it applies to long arms, not just your handgun. A state, county, or municipal correctional or juvenile justice facility, a jail, or any other place maintained, any, listen, any other place maintained 
by or for a government entity for the detention of criminal suspects or offenders. Remember, the parking lot for such a place is covered. The grounds for such a place and the buildings. All broad strokes for any of these places. Good luck identifying any one of those places. You better know where they might be holding a prisoner or what might be being used for juvenile justice purposes, even in some commercial building. But if it's there, you're barred from even having your car with an unloaded cased hunting shotgun. Nope, your firearm ID card will not help you here. A state-contracted halfway house is a prohibited spot. A location being used as a polling place during the conduct of election and places used for storage or tabulation of ballots. I hope you know any place that might be a storage facility for ballots because if your car is there, if you're there with an unloaded rifle or shotgun at that same facility, you don't even know ballots are being stored or tabulated there, especially given the last election. Who knew where the ballots were being tabulated? That's part of the problem. You're in trouble, okay? If you're within 100 feet of a place where a public gathering, a demonstration, or event is held for which a government permit is required during the conduct of such gathering, demonstration, or event. Oh, I guess you now have to check for any public gathering whether it's got a permit or not issued by the government as to whether you're legal to have your unloaded long arm in your vehicle by there even though you have a firearms ID card. That's now a prohibited sensitive place. A school a college, a university, or other educational institution and on any school bus. Now, educational institution, undefined. Does that include uh, your house of worship where they teach Sunday school or Hebrew school? Is that an educational institution? Any school bus? If they're parking a school bus in a private lot, is that the parking lot for a school bus now? Because it's grounds and buildings and parking facilities? And it's any college or university? You, you better watch out where you're driving, driving through these places, stopping in these places. You're no longer given the uh, ability to lawfully utilize your firearms ID card in the manner that we've been used to. A nursery school is covered, a preschool, a zoo, or a summer camp. I hope you don't park at the zoo. Or if this facility is a summer camp and you didn't know it, or what? A, hey, this is all part of it. These are all sensitive places in New Jersey now, considered and banned for firearm possession at a park, a beach, a recreational facility, or area or playground owned or controlled by a state, county, or local government unit, or any part of such place which is designated as a gun-free zone by the governing authority based on considerations of public safety. Well, I hope you know all that before you uh, venture forth there whether it's a problem, because guess whose responsibility it is to know? You. That's right. Or how about this one? 
at youth sports events during and immediately preceding the conduct of the event. So this is any youth sporting event? Anywhere? Where? What? I don't know. Doesn't say. Doesn't even mean it has to be at a school. It's just a youth sporting event. You're parked in the parking lot, or you went to pick up your kid with your gun, even though you had a firearms ID card. Well, you can just see how many problems it's going to cause. Oh, but they did exempt for youth sporting events, firearm shootings competitions. Wasn't that nice of them? Because imagine a youth sporting event for shooting, but you're not allowed to bring your gun. That would really be tricky. Um, a publicly owned or leased library or museum. Don't park at the library. Don't go in, over there to the museum. You're barred. You're banned. Even for your rifle or shotgun. A shelter for the homeless. Emergency shelter for the homeless. Basic center shelter program for runaway youths. A children's center. Child shelter care. Shelter for victims of domestic violence. Or any shelter licensed or under the control of the Juvenile Justice Commission and Department of Children and Families. Hope you know every one of them and where they're located. A community residence for persons with de developmental disabilities, head injuries, or terminal illnesses, or any other residential setting licensed by the Department of Human Services or Department of Health. Make sure you, you're right. You could actually live next to one of these places. How does this work? Does it, Oh, a restaurant or bar where alcohol is served. Remember, parking or grounds or other facilities, right? So it's a restaurant or bar where alcohol is served or any other site or facility where alcohol is sold for consumption on the premises. Class 5 cannabis retailer or medical cannabis dispensary, including any consumption areas. Licensed or permitted by the Cannabis Regulatory Commission. A privately or publicly owned and operated entertainment facility within the state. Think about that. A private or public entertainment facility. Including but not limited to a theater, a stadium, a museum, an arena, a racetrack, or other places where performances, concerts, exhibits, games, and contests are held. A casino and related facilities. You know, don't go parking in the casino parking lot with your unloaded cased gun that you're going to go to the range with or you're going to go hunting with or may have come from hunting or going to the range because even though your farm's ID card may have protected you in the past, it doesn't anymore. For sure, it does not. It is now a sensitive place officially even in the parking lot. A plant that produces, converts, distributes, or stores energy or converts one form of energy to another. What the heck? A plant or operation that converts, distributes, or stores energy or converts one form of energy to another. So is that just a, uh, a solar panel anywhere located? It stores energy and converts it? Is it a gas station? Doesn't that store energy? And then, I mean, is it what? What is covered by this? This is so broad and vague and undefined. But it's a sensitive place, and you better know it. 
because otherwise it's third degree. It's up to five years in state's prison for you and loss of your gun rights. An airport or public transportation hub. And they're not just talking sensitive place, the restricted zone. We mean even the parking lot for the airport. How do you even transport your firearm to the airport to travel with it? You're going to have to heavily rely on the federal law under Title 18, 926A, and hope that it covers you. And there's, there's all kinds of problems with that coverage going to airports. You don't believe it. Look at my case, Greg Ravel, and what we had to go through there with the Greg Ravel case over airports. It's not so cut and dried, and now it's made specifically a sensitive place. We're not done yet, folks. A health care facility, including but not limited to, a general hospital, a special hospital, a psychiatric hospital, a public health center, a diagnostic center, a treatment center, a rehabilitation center, an extended care facility, a skilled nursing home, a nursing home intermediate care facility, a tuberculosis hospital, a chronic disease hospital, a maternity hospital, an outpatient clinic, a dispensary, an assisted living center, a home health care agency, a residential treatment facility, residential health facility, medical office, or an ambulatory care facility. All those sensitive places, building and grounds and parking. All. Good luck. Good luck not falling into the trap. And we're still not done because a licensed facility regulated by the Department of Human Services, Department of Children and Family, Department of Health, other than a health care facility that provides a addiction, or mental health treatment or support services. 23 here. Number 23, a public location being used for the making of motion picture or television images for theatrical or commercial or educational purposes during such time as it's being used for that. Well, I hope you know that that's what's going on. Because I don't know how you're going to know that, but you better and finally here, how about this? Private property, including but not limited to residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural, institutional, or undeveloped property, unless the owner has provided express consent, express consent, or has posted a sign saying it is permissible to carry on the premises, a concealed handgun with a valid and lawfully issued permit, providing that nothing in this permit shall be construed to stop you from having it in your home. So in order for you to have a long arm, rifle or shotgun, this private property has to say that I can carry a handgun there to make it legal for me to have my case unloaded rifle or shotgun on private property. They have to say it's good for handguns because they just conflate the two in this. Any other place in which the carrying of firing is prohibited by statute or rule or regulation promulgated by a federal or state agency. So I hope you know every single rule by every federal and state agency that ever said no guns allowed. Because if you screw that up, even though you have your firearms ID card and your hunting shotgun and it's cased unloaded, it doesn't matter. New Jersey says you're a felon 
and you're looking at five years in state's prison. When we get back, I have more to tell you so that you can be warned about just how insane this new law is. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. And again, I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. That's ANJRPC.org. They are currently, right now, as we're speaking, engaged in massive litigation, trying to end this insanity that we're reviewing right now, trying to get, and hopefully will get, an injunction and stop this insane intrusion on our rights. So they're there on the front lines for you and me in the courts battling this and in the legislature. This is why you need to belong to the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. It is, at minimum, the thing you should do if you care about your gun rights, and that's join ANJRPC. That membership is critical. You'll be able to stay on top of the latest legal developments, and you know that you're doing your part in the fight. They're the state affiliate of the NRA for New Jersey, and they are the premier uh, gun group in the state that you must belong to. So go to anjrpc.org and make sure you are a member and remain a member as we are engaged in the fight of our lives. But this is a glorious fight because once we win here, once we get through this hurdle, this battle, this pre, this post-Bruin test of our wills. We are going to be so strong, and we're going to have established firmly, once and for all, our Second Amendment rights in New Jersey and start turning back the abuses that have been heaped upon us. And it's ANGRPC at the forefront helping that to occur. So make sure you join. So what are the exemptions here? How do they work? Well, it says 
a person other than a person lawfully carrying a firearm within the scope of the exemption under subsection A, C, and L of 39.6. Get a load of this one. Can't transport a loaded handgun in a vehicle. Now, this is this what's called subsection B of the new section. And this is the vehicle prohibition itself, which is separate from the 25 paragraphs that we just reviewed of sensitive places. This is the subsection B vehicle prohib. And in this one, it's all about handguns strictly. So don't confuse the vehicle one with the other sensitive places because it's very convoluted here. And the handgun exemption, which I think is just something I want to point out to you, it says even with a carry permit, you cannot have your handgun loaded on your person in the vehicle, okay, unless you're one of these exempted parties. So even with that carry permit, and this is that's the section we call the carjacker protection uh, law right there. That's the carjacker protection law so that you, you can't protect yourself in your vehicle. But I, I want to point out that there is exemptions, but those exemptions are narrow. They're only for A, C, and L. And what A, C, and L are, A and C are various uh, law enforcement officers and uh, government folks, and of course they exempt the elites themselves, and they added new provisions so that you know, prosecutors and 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 judges and all can, can carry to protect themselves, but not average citizens, you see, uh, they don't uh, qualify. Uh, they're not elite enough, you know, all right? So, so the exempted persons are put here as to who can defend themselves while in a vehicle and have uh, exemption to this, and that is A, C, and L. And A and C are law enforcement, and L is retired law enforcement. But I wanted to point out that in their uh, zest, I guess, for putting these exemptions, they forgot to exempt uh, B, subsection B of 39.6. And if you look at subsection B, you'll see that subsection B is an exemption for a law enforcement officer employed outside the state of New Jersey. So they forgot to or eliminated uh, non-resident law enforcement officers from other states where there's an exemption under subsection B of 39.6, but it's not included here. And so even those officers that uh, are exempted under B normally, where they would be engaged in official duties, and they first notified the superintendent and chief law enforcement officer and that they were doing all that, that exemption was not included. So any out-of-stater who any out-of-state officer who is following subsection B and thinking that they're in the clear, they're not. They are guilty of violating the uh, law if their gun is loaded on their person in their vehicle because they weren't exempted. So the only hope they have is if they fall under LEOSA, right, Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act. If that out-of-state officer does not is not LEOSA qualified, then the B exemption that they were have relied upon for these years coming into New Jersey will not protect them in a vehicle. They cannot have it loaded on their person. So remember, they're going to have to be uh, qualified 
law enforcement officer under Leosa uh, to even argue that they uh, are lawfully allowed to do it. And when it comes to Leosa qualification, even for active duty officers, keep in mind that the requirements for that include that the person has to be authorized by law to engage or supervise in the prevention, detection, investigation, prosecution, or incarceration of any person for any violation of law, and that you have the statutory powers of arrest or apprehension. You have to be authorized by your agency to carry a firearm. You can't be subject to any disciplinary action by the agency which could result in suspension or loss of police powers. So if there's agency action on you, even if you're one of these folks that got the approval to come here from out of state, you're not covered in your vehicle and you don't have LEOSA coverage. You also have to have that you meet the standards and that you've qualified regularly for the firearm and that you're not under the influence of alcohol or other intoxicating or hallucinatory drug or substance. And I actually have had cases where out-of-state officers that did qualify under Leosa but went to the bar and had a drink or two, it disqualified them from the Leosa qualification because you cannot be under the influence. And if you're in Jersey and you're using cannabis or you're drinking, you're under that influence, it doesn't mean that you're completely intoxicated, just under the influence of it. You're no longer covered by Leosa. And you're not and that exemption doesn't cover you in your vehicle. So imagine being in your vehicle as an officer from out of state and then having oh an accident and there was any of this you're you're looking at gun charges on top of everything else now as well. And, of course, the other qualifiers, you can't be prohibited by federal law from receiving a firearm. It would be unlikely as law enforcement that that would apply to you. But, look, they've completely screwed over out-of-state law enforcement here by forgetting the B section. Uh, but then again, we're just talking about elite exemptions, so I guess a lot of folks may not even care about that given the overall approach of this law just to screw over ordinary citizens, so why should we care? But I care. I don't want to see good law enforcement hurt either, especially being confused and thrown to the wolves by Jersey and their ridiculous gun laws. But you can see how deep this goes because it applies on all those sensitive places to your to our long arms as well as our handguns. And the only exemption that it specifically states here that applies is that nothing in this section shall apply to the carrying or transporting of a firearm in accordance with subsection E and F of 39.6. And so the only exemptions at all to those sensitive places at all is if you are within the exemptions of E and F of 39.6. So we're back to the firearm ID card not protecting us at all on our transport and having to specifically rely on subsection E and F. And what do those sections say? What do they cover? What does E cover, for example? For Well, E says, 
that it covers place of business, residence, or premises, or land owned or possessed by the person. So the subsection E is your business, as long as you own the business, your residence, premises, or land owned or possessed. So if you're on your own property, you can have your long arms on your own property. Or how nice of them. Or at your place of business, as long as you're the owner of that place of business. And then if you want to transport from there, you have to do it pursuant to subsection G, which is essentially cased and unloaded, okay, the way we've been trained to do it. And you can go between your dwelling and your place of business and between one place of business and a residence and another when moving. And you can go between a person's dwelling and place of business and place where farms are repaired for the purpose of repair. Okay, so these are the places exempt under E. And then we go to F. What's exempted under F for the census? Well, it's going to or from rifle or pistol club, or place of target practice, okay? Or if you're carrying in the woods or fields of the state for hunting, target practice, or fishing, provided the farmer knife is lawful for hunting or fishing, and that you have in your possession a valid hunting license, has to have a valid license in your possession. And then you can transport the firearm. Okay, now we're in this uh, subsection F, transport. Where? Directly to or from the place of hunting or fishing, provided you have that valid license. Or directly to or from the target range or other place for authorized uh, practice and exhibition of firearms, as long as you're in full compliance with all of the fish and game laws, by the way. And so if you're doing those narrow activities of subsection E and F, then and only then are you protected in the transport of your rifle and shotgun, your firearm ID card no longer protects you in all those places, all those undefined places, vague. And at the same time, if you got that carry permit, it's been rendered, neutered, essentially turned into uselessness virtually in the same manner. So this is what we're stuck with at the moment. And it's going to take the challenges in court to set aside this stuff. But until that happens, until we succeed in doing that, I don't want to see any of you become a victim of New Jersey gun laws. I don't want to see any of you end up with criminal trouble. So you got to be smart. You got to know just how outrageous and terrible our legislators are, how the Democrats in the legislature and Murphy have shoved this upon us without consideration of our rights and our freedoms and created this massive matrix of a trap for us, which is exactly what they've done. And now it's taking the efforts 
of the pro-gun groups, particularly Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, bringing this action to take this stuff down and to protect us. This is why, again, I want to thank them as our sponsor, Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, njrpc.org. Make sure you join. Make sure you're a member. Make sure that you yourself is aware and your family and friends know just how treacherous and dangerous this new law has made it. Even for those who didn't care about carry, who said, well, I don't care, I'm just a hunter. Doesn't affect me. You know, the what we jokingly and uh, call the FUDs? Well, I got news for you, FUDs. You've been wrapped up in this mess too now. Okay? That's what's happened. And your long arms are just as problematic as a handgun is now. And those problems are insanely serious in New Jersey if you get wrapped up or fall into any of these traps. So now you know, and this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws do not protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.